All right, Jeff, let's dive into it. Do David, I don't know if you do a quick intro for everybody. I'll do a quick intro and we can dive into the content. For sure, yeah. So um, if you're new, uh, my name is David Bentham. I run the um, sales development team here at Cognizant. Um, hopefully there's lots of Cognizant customers here today. Um, but if you're not a Cognizant customer or you're new to Cognizant, um, we are a B2B contact data provider. We give people, we give sales development teams, salespeople, um, emails and mobiles for um, their prospects. So yeah, and we have a, a team of 75 SDRs over here at Cognizant. So big old group. Hopefully I can add some insight. Love it. And um, hosting this, I'm Morgan J. Ingram. I've in the past worked at JV Sales and was the sales trainer for three years. So train Slack, Salesforce, Google, Zoom, you name it. And then also as well, uh, content creation. So you'll see a lot of content I put on LinkedIn if you're active. So let's get into this and talk about how we can win. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is reconnecting with old opportunities from earlier in the year. David, I think people miss out on this big time especially if you're an SDR because you're like, oh, well, they didn't want to meet with me in March, so I'll never reach out to them again. One of the things that I did when I, I was an SDR myself is I would go pull up a report of all of the closed loss opportunities. I would pull up reports of all the people who no-showed me, and I would just look through and find ways to re-engage and, and reach out. So these are just great ways to reconnect. If you already have that list, this is a good way to go about it. But David, what, what are you telling your team right now to do? Yeah, 100%. I think um, so we we are fortunate that we're at the size where a lot of, um, you know, our ops team are funneling and um, op, uh, old close loss opportunities to um to the team directly they put it into cadences and and you know the team kind of get them without thinking but it is a real real focus um especially you know the if the close loss reason is timing or, or anything similar i would just say for anybody that's maybe in a smaller team and doesn't have like the RevOps team that that Kong's was so fortunate to have um morgan mentioned just then the fact that he builds reports and, and find close loss ops some of the best sdrs that i've ever seen are excellent with their crm and they understand how to build the reports themselves they they understand like how to how to go about um uh, finding that that the, those like edge cases that are just gonna um just gonna elevate their game so much higher so um totally agree um totally agree in this respect the other thing that i would flag and just a little trick of the trade a lot of companies and probably a lot of your competitors if you're in the SaaS space specifically um they will um they'll have signed contracts for january or february but some of them have auto renew clauses which basically means that um if they need to start making decisions now today and flagging that to your prospects is, a, is another really important important thing that we're doing one of our big competitors I won't name who um has auto renew clauses so we're reaching out and we're saying hey we think your contract's running out in january but do you know about your auto renew clause like you you know when does your procurement process start so a little trick of the trade maybe more specific for, for the SaaS space but hopefully um useful for you all I, I love that that's a really good tip there and i want to ask the audience here does it is anyone doing or activating any reports as of right now like we talked about david just talked about the crm i want to just add to this like if you are not creating reports right now or don't know how to do it, find someone in sales ops, find a sales leader. I don't know, watch a YouTube video. I don't know what you have to do, but go find a way to build these reports because you're going to be able to find all the people that you didn't talk to. And there's a lot of people in the sales org that like are other reps that aren't talking to the people you could be reaching out to, depending on how your rules are, are, are going in your territory. So if you're creating reports, let us know in the chat, but this is probably one of the best ways to 
really reconnect and, and get some easy wins here. All right, so next thing we want to talk about is here's an example, right? So here's just an example of what you could do. I think, David, it's kind of similar you were talking about, but like here's just another way to go about it as well. Mm. Yeah, I think um, – yeah, I think – I think when we're reaching out, right, like t timing is everything. Maybe, maybe one really, really important point here, actually, Morgan, is is that um, I'm hoping that everybody here is really strict on their tasks. Um, you know, when you get that pushback from prospects that say, hey, can you reach out to me in three months time? I think it's really common that salespeople or, or four months or five months. I think it's really common that some salespeople can get really down and then and then, you know, just because of human emotion, then they don't go through the process of making sure that they're setting themselves a task in the future to go reach out. So you've got to show that diff discipline and make sure that like, you know, okay, yes, you've got to push back. And someone said the, the best time for, for to, to be reaching out is here. Make sure you show the discipline and, and set yourself up um, in the future. Your future self will really, really appreciate it. So, um, you know, you you're, when you're reaching out, especially at the moment, I'm sure lots of people are kind of getting, this is something that we'll look at next year push back on it, try and get them in. But if they're really standing firm on it, make sure you set those tasks in the future to, to so that most of the time you reach out once and then you're going to get them straight in. Yeah. And no, no, you're good. No, I wanted to add on to what you're saying because um, this is just something for everyone. Account executives and SDRs, keep this in mind. David's point's really important. If you have like, if someone says like three months, I always tell people to half the time. Because because you never know you they could leave the company and then your follow up gets bounced and it's not good for you so take the time to be like okay we're looking at three months here let's half the time let's look at a month you know a month and a half maybe that you reach out and then make sure that you reach out with some type of reasoning right like and that's the the key here right you want to reach out with some type of reason so they are like oh yeah I want to I want to actually talk to you so this is just something else to keep in mind here. Uh, to really focus on. And I've seen a lot of results by halving my time. So if it's six, they say six months, like three, if they say four, two. So that's just something I want you all to like write down and take note of, because this will help you win and be more active moving forward. And, and this is just something I've seen to just be absolutely critical across the board. Awesome. Morgan, just to add one more thing, I was just thinking about it then. One of the best things that I also did as, uh, uh, as an individual contributor was um, I would, when I was making that task in the future that I totally agree you should always half the time, I sold it to my future self. Because I don't know about you, Morgan, but have you ever looked at a task that you've set for yourself and it's just like, call this person yep. and, and it's like, might be interested, right? Because at the time yep. you felt like they might be interested. But then I look at that task and I'm like, oh, you know, that's my <laughs> psychology. So make sure that you're like, you know, I'm always going, hey, you need to, this this person you need to call. They're going to be amazing. They're going to book in. Right? I'm selling it to my future future self. I actually love that. And I haven't heard that before. And hopefully I'll take note of that because I have definitely done that. I'm like, this person was iffy. And I look at him like, uh, I'm not gonna do it, right? Yeah, complete, yeah. complete, right? So I don't, I don't like do it, right? Because I'm like, I don't want to call an iffy person. So I actually love that you do that. That's actually really, really cool. Um, so we're gonna go to point number two here, but this essentially answers Rachel your question here. But I think this is a really good question that that's coming up here. Would you send content in the meantime so that when you call again? 
they already know you. So I'll go into this. I know, David, you're probably telling your team this. This is what I've told my team in the past, and this is also what I do when I'm when I'm just selling. So the key is, is that when someone says, like, hey, reach back out, and let's say, hey, reach back out uh, in, in two months, right? So one thing that you always want to ask, I want to, y'all need to write this down, all right? Because this will change the game, is what exactly would be helpful for you and what type of content would you like to see uh at, at, so i'm nope so i don't become an annoying sales rep and you need to say it that way it's like what type of content and what exactly do you need to see so i don't become an annoying sales rep you need to add the annoying sales rep piece because yeah we're probably gonna be annoying if you don't tell us the answer right so you want to say i'm i don't want to be annoying so that you can follow up with the appropriate amount of information and content and context so that's the way that you can do that and ben i'll, I'll answer your question because it's part of this and it'll go into like number two is when you're thinking about the long-term follow-up i typically keep it in the same thread just so they know that we've had a conversation i don't start a new conversation unless they're just not answering that thread but i keep it in the same thread to let them know like we have been talking we've had a conversation and so it just is a psychological trigger to be like, oh, yeah, we've talked before. But that's the way that I go about it. But, you know, I've said a good bit here, so I'll stop. I don't know. David's probably going to add some things here, too. Yeah, I would just I totally agree with you, Morgan. Um, I, I think what just to reiterate this point, uh, you know, I, I think I saw some you see some stuff on LinkedIn about how you should be sending content to people. And I think what lots of people do it, are doing and it's unfortunate is they're basically taking the latest blog post generic blog, blog post from their company and they're, they're pinging it to a prospect and i'll i'll tell you if i receive stuff like that that's so half-assed and not relevant to me like i'm not interested in that at all so i really really do agree with morgan i think content can work but you have to do it properly and it has to be very specific and very relevant to your prospect if perhaps like you know as part of the conversation that i've had um um you know something very specific has come up and and then mm -hmm. the company so happened to produce a piece of content on it or um or you know you see something else online i mean one of the best sales cycles i've ever been in um i, I think i've talked quite often about so i'm a massive football fan and um one of my someone who's who's prospecting me pretty much every time my football team won a game he just dropped me a message on linkedin saying dude thought you know this uh, Raul Jimenez's goal was fantastic now you know so it doesn't necessarily just to keep me that kept him top of mind to be fair to him right um so but and it was it was something that I do like discussing like I'm uh, something that I'm very interested in so um it's really your intent here is just to keep yourself top top of mind so make sure that you you're, you're doing it in an in an annoying way exactly as, as Morgan said or to be honest with you I I would you know and what I tell the team is I kind of I, I, I would leave it. I would let them, I'd check, try and check back in when it's relevant, but I wouldn't purposefully like send, I wouldn't put them in a cadence where every week they're receiving like a different blog post. That's not my personal preference. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. Like using stuff that's on their website to send to them, you don't have to do a cadence if you don't want to. I have to agree with that. So let's go into the clues. Finding clues to reopen a conversation with an existing prospect. Now, I'm actually curious for people that are in the room, if you're doing research and you're looking to an account, like typically how long does it take you to do research? I'm just curious for everybody. Like, is it 10 minutes? Is it, I don't know, it's not an hour. Is it 30 minutes? Is it, is it five? We said Rachel said five. I'm just curious where everyone stands here because, you know, I just want to see where everyone's at. But it looks like people are being actually really efficient 
right? And that's really good. This is one of the things that gets missed in reconnecting. So right now in Q4, people are planning budgets. This is a great time to get in front of people. As long as you're being intentional and you're doing the research to find the clues. And what happens is, is that when you're prospecting, you're like, oh, I got to go find something relevant to reach out. But once you maybe you get a meeting or someone says reach out later, we forget to do what we did to get the meeting in the first place. So I just call this like the re-prospecting method to reopen the conversation and finding those clues. Now, as you all know, there's a lot of ways to find clues, press room, career page, they're about they're about section, the mission statement, the 10K report. If you're if you're going in the enterprise and public companies, this is just a great way to just stand out and say, hey, like I'm reaching out to you. Here's why I'm reaching out to you. And it shows that you are being relevant and you're also being timely. So this is just something that you also want to pay attention to. And yeah, do that research proactively, find the things that you need and, and use the emails and videos, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. Mm. I really like the second point here on the slide, Morgan, about ensuring your CRM is filled with detailed information. I think um, if you're a leader, then you need to be incentivizing your team to write down, you know, get in the CRM as much detailed information as physically possible. Um, we uh, we gate at Kongs and we're gating a lot of our fields. We have like a lot of required fields in our CRM in Salesforce. Um, that the team have to fill out and it feels laborious and you know but it but that's the sort of thing that really helps with the long-term wins it's an investment in our future and i think if you're not a leader again it goes back to my point previously um by making sure that if you you know if you say have a have a you know a conversation with maybe someone that's below the line um and it just gives you that small bit of insight you need to be again disciplined and make sure that you're putting that in your crm because your future self might really benefit from it because that's the stuff the real life conversations that you're having with people that's the best way of personalizing any any conversation in the future um so yeah just to just to add basically david you're telling us we need to clean up the crm <laughs> yeah do you do you do your crm stuff i love crm crm's good all right embrace the crm morgan that's what we're about Absolutely. You should. You should. So using email, social phone, video to reconnect. So I'm curious for you all in the audience, when you are looking to reconnect, what is your favorite channel to use? And mine, mine personally is video. I think it's the best way to reconnect with someone because it's hard to say, this is the reason why it's hard to say no to somebody when you see them, right? It's easy to like ignore an email. It's easy to ignore even like, uh, I love voice notes. It's easy to ignore that. But if I've already talked to somebody and I send them a video, you're going to feel probably guilty to not respond to me because I sent that video. So that's the reason why I love doing it. Now, it's all about using multi-touch approach. I'm obviously trying to use multiple channels, but I, I personally just love following up with a good video because now they're like, oh, wait, I see this person. I hear their tone. I see the energy, right? It just really transfers really well. And I've seen that when I reconnect with the video, it's been a massive difference, but curious everybody in the audience, how they like to reconnect, but video, no matter what the persona is game changer. Morgan, you know, you followed up with me via video <laughs> two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. You followed up with me. Maybe I, I don't know how you'd feel about me sharing that specific video. Share I don't think there's anything very specific. Uh, there's um, anything. Yeah. Like, um, that we couldn't share, but, um, if you are interested in that video that Morgan sent to me, because I, I, 
based on that video, I show my team that video um, of how Morgan did it with me. It was literally, you know, he, he used LinkedIn video. He didn't use Vidyard or anything like that. He used LinkedIn video. He just he just shot it. It looked like you were like walking through the office. It was <laughs> yeah. brilliant, right? It was very like real, very one to one. Um, so yeah, if after this you're interested in that video, drop me a message on LinkedIn, and I'll, I'll I think I I don't know really how I could share it. I think that might be the best way. I might have to <laughs> download it and put it in some file things. So yeah, drop me a message on LinkedIn, and I'll try and get it get it to people. Um, I would just add, you know, my personal preference what I tell the t- um, what, what I say to the team is like um, try and reconnect on the thing that got you the first connection. Because that's probably the medium. That's the first place that I would start, really, because that's usually the medium that they, the the prospect likes to speak on. Um, but also, we're exploring WhatsApp. WhatsApp for for especially for a reconnect. You've already built a bit of a connection. I know it can be a bit personal, but that you know everybody's using WhatsApp all the time, and we're getting really, really, really good responses. I feel like WhatsApp, because of all the PR that they are doing as an organization they're now becoming a business like business medium to 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 chat on so um whatsapp is something that we're having a, a ton of success on right now morgan yeah but uh I'm sh- um i would really implore people to 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 give it a try could you could, yeah could you elaborate more on whatsapp like are you getting yeah. those whatsapps through like their email like how are you getting their whatsapp they're mobile right so you know we are we are probably the most blessed SDR team in the world yes, you are. <laughs> um, because we yeah, we have completely free access to our own tool, which obviously has tons and tons and tons of mobile numbers specifically. Like that's kind of our thing. So we have loads of mobile numbers. This is a big, this is a big marketing exercise now, Morgan. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and essentially look, we're, you know, we're, our biggest focus is usually um, on, on calling. It's, it, you know, we get the most success from calling. And so once we've had that initial call, um, I think it, you know, just if if I want to, um, you know, if someone's asked me to reach back out in three months, like I'll try, probably try and give them a call as well. But if I can't get through, I'm just going to drop them a quick WhatsApp and say, hey, this is Dave. We spoke, you know, a few months ago, exactly like you would. And like I say, I've not had any issues so far. I think some people might be like, oh, well, maybe it's a bit personal. You know, I, I have like my, you know, that's where I text my mom or my family or yeah, friends. Yeah, whatever, like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, I do really think it's it's, it's translating. And, and as, as I say, because you've built that initial connection, I, d- I don't think, yeah, I think people are responding really well. Yeah. Oh, Rachel just asked a really good question about like, this um, is a good question. Message voice note video. I think it's kind of like, again, like whatever feels comfortable. Um, um, I would, you know, I'm going to add on to what, what Morgan said. And obviously, I, you know, I do definitely want to share this video with anybody that wants it. There is something so personal about a voice note and a, and a video specifically. Um, uh, I, I'm a big voice noter in my personal life. Um, I hate texting, I'll be honest. So, um, but I enjoy hearing people's tonality and the way that their energy. Um, so I'm, a, um, I think, you know, that that's kind of like, I suppose how it would be with the reconnect as well. If I can, if I voice note them or video them, I can show how energized and, um, you know how excited i am about this reconnection i can uh, i can portray that much easier than than the text and then uh further i think because people are not doing it one of the most important things in sales is that we're breaking through the noise and because people aren't doing it mm. it makes you stand out i agree i i love the i love the whatsapp idea and i think that's a really 
awesome way to go about it as we go to the to the next point here but i think it's just have the multi-touch and whatsapp's definitely a piece of that it's something that like i didn't really think even think about so i'll let you added that in uh we have another good question here does voice note work on email or is it linkedin and whatsapp i wish they had voice notes and email i'd be killing it yo i would mm. i would be i would be killing it if they had voice notes and email the game would be over the game would be over <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have to say best regards so much. Hey, that's what I wouldn't have to type out best regards every every time. Right. Oh man, I really, I really, really um, wish that they had that. But no, I do it through through LinkedIn, Ross. I haven't tried it through WhatsApp. The only people I communicate with on WhatsApp are people who are in a sales cycle or they're already clients. So I don't do it for cold outreach. But it is it is an idea, and I guess we could we could go into Jason's comment here if we want to put this up here. I think this is actually pretty interesting. What percentage of people respond very negatively to a WhatsApp cold outreach? It does seem personal without permission, a cold scenario, but could be old school on my methods. I've never had anybody respond negatively personally or like from my team. I've never, not, not one of my team has ever said, uh, had a, had a negative, uh, had a negative experience. Now we have to consider the market that we're in. And perhaps the the people we're speaking to, you know, we're speaking to a lot of salespeople. Generally, you know, our customers are, are more progressive when it comes to tech, and um, uh, and also, you know, they they are buying us usually because they because um, of their outreach methods and the fact that they're, and they're usually pretty direct in their their outreach methods. Mm. Um, so perhaps it's because of that, but um, uh. But, you know, I think with all things, unless your your market is very, very small, give it a try and see how it goes. Right. That's yeah. that's kind of, you know, why not? I love that. So here's here's just an example. And, and I can I could probably send this video out because I have the link to it. I just want to show you all like how the video looks. So when I'm looking to reconnect with people. I keep it, you'll notice I keep it pretty vague, but the reason I do that is because I want them to watch the video. The video goes into detail of the, the things that I found. So that's why you see the messaging is vague. Ultimately, as you see this though, the video is the way that I am reconnecting, how I'm reaching out and how I'm saying, okay, I noticed you had a promotion or, hey, I know your team is growing or you just had a product update. This is a way that I reconnect. So we talked about using videos to reconnect. Here's like a live example. So you could take this text framework I have and use it yourself. But the video itself is just me saying, hey, here's the reason I'm reaching out. Here's why I want to talk to you. Here's what I want to actually set up time with you to discuss, right? So you'll see right here, that's the reason why I go about it. So I just want to show you all that so you have an understanding. Okay, so don't drop your activity. David, I, you, were, you were just talking about this. Like, do you have the task items? And I feel like right now, transparently, this, this is when people start getting lazy. I'm going to be, I'm going to be real with y'all, like, and managing a team, training people, coaching people, like right at this moment, people get lazy because here in the States, we have Thanksgiving come up. We have all the holidays that happen in December, New Year's Eve, people are already in the new year. And if you could just focus for the next 30 to 40 days, like you can get a lot out of this. If you really lock in than most people, but this is not the time to drop activity. This is actually the time to like hyper focus on activity more than anything because a lot of people are going to be all over the place traveling so you really got to be like okay i gotta lock in for these next 34 days because and you'll be thinking yourself in q1 that like your pipeline looks good 
Hundred percent sprint to the finish, right? Marathon of a year, but it's a sprint to the finish. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. The, the your connect rate, you know, um, if your connect rate is dropping, that means your activity needs to increase to to um, to counterbalance it. We we're also talking a lot. I don't know whether this is going. I don't want to say something that's going to come up later, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, the there is a massive, massive importance right now with having lots and lots of dialogue with your uh, prospects and that one of the um and the reason it's so important more than ever is because they might be going on holiday and you need to make sure that you understand when people are going on holiday who's going to be involved um you need to multi-thread like crazy on all of your like um if you're if, if you're in the closing team on all of your opportunities um and sdr's um uh, top of funnel um guys and girls like you should also um you know as i say connect rates dropping people are going on holiday you've just got to double down the activity to, to make up for it so yeah yeah i couldn't agree more this is a good question by hannah i'm curious what you're telling your team david this is this is what i've been telling people that i've been like coaching or on, on calls with so i always try to focus on like what, what can we control now you can control the dials harder to control the connects I would just focus on your daily outputs of activity. So I would be like, all right, I'm going to do 20. I'm just kind of giving out numbers, but 20 personalized emails a day, 10 personalized videos a day, and I'm going to do 60 calls, right? So then I know if I put out that much output, I should get somewhat of a return. What happens in most scenarios for SDRs and AEs and salespeople is they're like, well, I'm just looking to get two connects. Well, if you make five calls and get two connects, then you'll, you'll be like, oh, I'm done. I'm just done. Versus if you would have said, I'm going to do 60 calls a day, you could have ended up getting like 12. I mean, this is crazy, but you end up getting like 12 connects. So I focus more on the output because I can control that. And then I get, I can in return get results from that. And then everyone else can, can look at it the same. But that's the way that I look at it. Mm. For me, it's both. If you hold yourself accountable to 10 connects a day, 70 calls, but it has to be both, then if you hit your connects after 10 calls because you got lucky, then you're going to keep you're going to keep pushing it up to the 70. Mm -hmm. And if you do your 70 calls and you get zero connects, you've been very unlucky that day, but you just you know that you just need to keep pushing for the connects. So for me, you know, like we're really tracking both. And I think I think um there are ways to control your connect sometimes. Um, it, 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 most of it can be luck, but like there are ways of controlling it. So for example, yep. calling more mobiles than you do office numbers. Um, you can increase your connect rates personally by focusing on uh, follow-ups and people that you've spoken to before. Um, we find there are different connect rates in different countries. So if you're someone that reaches out to you, especially if you're say like a European uh, based rep and you have to reach out to lots of different countries um, you can improve your connect rate by focusing on um, for example the UK uh, uh, like Nordics have fantastic connect rates um, uh, like generally France less so than somewhere like Germany for example mm -hmm. which has incredibly low connect rates so um, yeah but but both track both well that and we have um Something from Sam, speaking of tracking, how many follow-ups do you guys do on one prospect? So typically, I'll say typically three to four. 
and there are outliers where like I will do more and it really depends on the conversation we had, but I do three to four and I have like a follow-up cadence. If I say this, I say this, I say this, I do this. And then I move on to the next person. I try not to spend too much energy on someone who's just not interested. I want to move on. So that's the way I go about it. Mm. Yeah, no, no silver bullet here from, from my perspective. We have two different cadences for follow-ups or, well, yeah, two different kind of standard cadences for follow-ups. Um, and I think one of them is, um, completely automated and it's four emails, right. And therefore the kind of people that would, when the, you know, we don't really want to spend too much time on. And then, mm. um, and then we have a manual one, which is I think five steps and it includes like different multi-touches, but yeah, yeah. It's, at a certain point you kind of want to um you don't want to spend every single day like on on a prospect that's never going to give you anything right there has to be that end point where you um where you move on absolutely so moving on to the point number five here and this one we've we've been talking we've been talking about this so we're just kind of like emphasize a little bit more and again y'all are doing great with the questions so keep them coming in um as we go through our points just don't do not neglect this month. Don't just don't be don't be chilling. <laughs> That's just the best way to put it. Like a lot of people will be chilling. And again, it's fine if you are like, hey, I want to go rest. It's fine. I'm, I'm just saying this is the time to really double down, even triple down, because not a lot of people are doing that. So you have more of an opportunity because people are like, oh, well, since everyone's going on vacation, I just won't reach out. So you actually have a higher opportunity to get to somebody. And one thing that I have also noticed, like next week. So like I said, next week is Thanksgiving in the States. Most people are going to take three to four days off next week. However, what I've realized is executives are active. So they're checking their emails. They're strategizing. They're getting things in order. So you could get someone next week, at least in the States, from Tuesday to Friday. Don't call them on Thanksgiving. But like Tuesday to Friday, right? And you could actually probably get somebody because they're like strategically planning. Same thing happens like the week before Christmas as well. Most people take that off, but executives are active and you can get in front of them. So these are just things to take in consideration. Most people are not doing this. So that's why it's time to not neglect it and, and go down a little bit. But David, talk to us about how, how does Cognizant go about this and what do you, how do you all think about it? Yeah, I mean, so Q4 is probably our busiest, um, our busiest time from both a closing standpoint and a um from a pipeline generation standpoint we actually had our largest pipeline month ever 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 in the cognizance history last month uh which is fantastic um so we're generating like a ton of conversations i believe that part of that is down to the fact that a lot of execs are in planning phases you know that they've started talking about the goals for um 2023 and then it's up to those execs to then understand what they're going to need to do in order to reach those goals and that might be an an investment in a new product or service to help um to help reach it they'll also be starting to think about their budgets for next year they'll probably you know lots of companies allocate budgets in january so so they'll almost be spending it without actually having it yet um and then interestingly on the flip side um with budgets running out at the end of the year, you know, a lot of those budgets are use it or lose it. So especially if you're targeting big organizations, um, the execs there might have money left over from the year if they've not spent it all, um, that they just need to, you know, they just need to spend. And often that's a good way of, um, yeah, collecting deals. So for us, massive, massive quarter, 
um and uh yeah you know easy to get distracted right especially december when you're you i don't know about you morgan but um all of my friends that i haven't seen for the whole year suddenly go oh should we meet up before christmas and your <laughs> yeah, social exactly. life becomes a bit busier right and there's so much yeah. going on um you just gotta you've got to take advantage of it so um yeah big one yeah it gets it gets very active for a lot of people and that's why i tell people you yourself need to get active because this is the time to just get in front of people and, and david's right like a lot of people you know, in conversations i'm in people are in planning season and they're figuring out what is my budget for next year or hey we have x amount to spend because we we have to okay <laughs> right so you want to be able to figure out what that means so you could potentially get in front of that so as we get to the our last point here and then we'll open it up for people to ask some more questions if they want to, but time management, time management. Y'all, y'all heard me talk about this before. I think still, still today, the most underrated thing right now for sales reps is getting an understanding of time management and leaders leading that charge being like, how do you manage your time? But what are you telling your team, David, on like managing time, time management, going about it? What, what are your takes on this? Mm, wrote a post about it um, the other day. And I, I think it's so important to to block time and create a schedule for yourself. Um, any of the, oh, thank you, Ashley. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is my calendar. Yeah, yeah. Been we'll, prepared earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of like what the team are doing. Um, uh, you know what, pretty much everybody has in their calendar if they're an SDR, and it's mostly about. Um, I think it was Steve Jobs. I don't want to. I don't want to butcher this, but I think Steve Jobs and Zuckerberg, right? They they wear the same clothes every day. They do. That's correct. Right? And I think also I found out recently Barack Obama only had two suits ever while he was president. And I think it's so that he didn't have to choose which suit he was wearing. He just always wore one of those two. Um, and they do it because, um, you know, humans, the human brain can only make a certain amount of decisions every single day. And you by, you know, the way it translates to if you build a schedule for yourself is you don't have to make a decision on what you're doing you just do it right so that's going to you know so your energy is going to be focused on the actual like activities that are going to um that are going to help you produce the other thing is it's so important for all salespeople to be consistent with their inputs if you have consistent inputs you're going to you're going to create yourself a consistent output um morgan will tell you that um in LinkedIn terms, you know, you post every day, it doesn't matter, you just got to post every single day, right? Because mm -hmm. the consistent input is going to create a, a positive output. So, um, so yeah, that's why it's so important for us that, that we're, we're, we're time blocking, we're understanding our schedule. Um, anything that you any activities that you repeat every single day, you should have a particular time in the day to do it. Absolutely. Is anyone is I'm curious, like for everybody that's listening in, anyone have a schedule that looks like this this was my sdr schedule and other scrs have used it as just we talked about but anyone have a schedule like this or maybe it's similar or maybe you want a schedule like this let us know in the chat i'm just curious and there's one thing that i always tell people and it aligns with what we're talking about is an organized schedule leads to organized results and a sporadic schedule leads to sporadic results so if you are not organized if you're not saying hey i want to do X amount of calls today, X amount of emails, social touches. You're going to put yourself in a really bad spot here potentially because now, again, like we were just talking about, you're going to wake up, wake up and you're going to have to think way too much. You're going to have to be like, well, how am I going to go out and do this? How am I going to go out and do that? Like, it's just not going to be able to work out for you right at the end of the day. So I would just tell people really focus on 
what are the different activities that you want to hit you'll see right here like i have the cold calling for like the hour and a half right i got double touch which is essentially what we've been talking about like following up i have okay we're going to dive into calling again i have emails that i'm writing so think about how you can manage your time be organized so you can be extremely thoughtful in the way that you go about this and this will change the game if you start focusing on time management you'll be ahead of most people because this is what people are not thinking about and this is what can get you ahead morgan i'm i'm personally interested just looking at this like is there a reason why you're picking those times for your you know to dial do you have is there a thought process around it or is it just like that what you know that's what naturally makes sense thought, a thought process for sure so i'll give some context is because uh, Anna asked this question and I'll answer it halfway and then I'll fully answer it once I answer David's question. So this is an admin calendar. So this is like not my main calendar. This is like a separate one. You can create it in Google as another calendar so it doesn't conflict with what you're doing. So essentially what I did is I backtracked the data of what was being successful to find the time. So within my tool, sales engagement tool, I identified that 9 to 10.30 local time was the best time for people to connect. On average, I would get you know, two to four connects within that time back when I was calling, like it's just statistically, that's what happened. Then I realized my lowest connect rate time was 11 to 12. So that's the time where I either took the break or wrote the emails because no one was picking up the phone. So that's when I found that that was just a lull time. And then you'll see the one to two is because I was on the, I was in an East coast time zone. So I was calling like three hours behind. So that was a good time where I could capture those people from like, that time zone and then 3 30 to 4 30 was like more so people leaving work so i caught people on my local time zone there so uh, everything here is very strategic in the way that i shaped it because i found that either it was a downtime so i did another activity or it was a good connect time so i'm making those calls so that's how i went about it to answer your question anna um one thing that we've done um is we actually so pretty much one till two is the time that we set for internal meetings uh, for our SDR team. And and so all of the training is done from one till two. So they can bake it that one to two period in into their calendar as a time that's allotted for internal meetings. Now, obviously, sometimes other internal meetings come up um, and it does does throw them a little, little bit off the structure. But um, but yeah, you can, you know, I, I'm not sure what your position is. Um, Anna, but you can kind of, if anybody's trying to organize an internal meeting with you, you can ask them to put it in specific slots that mean that you're not um, thrown off your your um, structure so much. Yeah, one, one thing I always encourage people is talk to your leader, depending on the position, right? That would add some context here. I, talk to your leader and say, hey, look, like, like what meetings this week are mandatory? Because ultimately what you are getting compensated on graded on essentially right your accomplishments are around you probably getting meetings or closing deals depending on what role you're in so every week when i was a rep i'd be like okay what is mandatory and found out that a lot of meetings just weren't mandatory for me to be in so that's where you can lean on that leader to say hey can you essentially go to meetings to give us the feedback on what's going on so i can focus on what i need to be doing which is selling prospecting etc so that's essentially how i got more active selling time back now there's some meetings that are unavoidable that you have to go to all hands things of that nature like i get that but for the most part i just tried to find ways to 
have the leader step in. Maybe I can get the recording so I can watch it later. Like the time to make these calls and to be active is during the day. I can go probably get the cliff notes or whatever the voice note or whatever it is later in the after the meeting is over. So that, I found that to be helpful to proactively talk to people that way. But again, every organization is different. Not saying that my way is going to be right for everybody, but it's the way that I typically recommend people to go about it. And Morgan, one other thing that's caught my eye on your timetable, that looks to me like a little Saturday session. Oh, yeah. In the world of four-day work weeks and work-life balance, is it important to you that you're working at the weekend? It's critical. So here, and everyone, again, here, this is why it's always hard to bring this up nowadays, David, because like, it's like, oh, hey, I'm working the weekend. People are like, oh, hustle, culture, hustle. That's like not, that's not how I'm thinking about it. The thing is like, ultimately, you have certain goals that you're trying to get hit. Sales can be very demanding in what we, in what we've picked and what we've chosen. And my thing is, I like to get ahead. I don't like to feel behind. So on Saturday, right? You have, depending on what you did Friday night, right? You got a lot of time. Now, if you have kids, different conversation, right? But let's just say overall, you have a lot of time. So if you could commit three hours, two hours to do something, it will put you way further ahead. And on Monday, you won't have the Monday blues. You'll be pretty excited to go into the office. So, I mean, that this one to four, there's a lot of things that are happening. Like I could be watching, you know, here in the States, college American football. And I could be watching the game and still be prospecting and getting my research done, my accounts slated to go. Like I'm already I'm already doing something and I'm chilling. It's just like I'm just adding things in. I'm doing some admin work. I'm getting myself organized. So when I come on Monday, I'm actually saving myself time by working on the weekend. So that's the way that I think about it is I just find ways that are like, how can I take fully advantage of my time? It's not that I'm like, I didn't, I didn't put a whole block, right? It sounds like eight to five on Saturday. I'm like, no, like I just took three hours out of my Saturday where I'm probably not really doing anything. And I'm just adding on to what I'm already doing, which is like, okay, I'm watching college football. Let me just add on some work here so I can get ahead. So that's just my thing. If you want to get ahead, like this is a great way of doing that. But if you don't, it's also cool, but it's also being real with yourself on where you want to be in your life and how you want to live and things of that nature. And that, that's just what you have to think about. You have to be self-aware of that. Yeah, I love that. I, um, I get, it's all prioritization, right? If you're, yeah. um, if your priority is work and it could be a t point in time or it could be, you know, you commit your life to pushing your career forward. Right. And that's really like what your aim is. Um, then why not devote more time to it? I think that's what people miss a lot of the time right now when everybody's promoting, you know, four day work weeks and stuff. If your priority is family, totally makes sense. Work from home, four day work mm. week. I get it. Right. But the reality is, is if you devote more time to anything, then, you know, with the exception of burning out completely, the more time you devote to something, the, the you know, the better you're going to do it at, at it. Absolutely. And that, that's just the way, that's just the way to think about it. Like how, how quickly do you want to move? I think that's what it comes down to. How quickly do you want to learn and how quickly do you want to move? So when I was in SDR, like I spent a lot of time doing certain things that has helped me now. Like I'm thankful that I did it, but there's always trade-offs in, in how you go about that.
We'll see. All right, y'all. So we got we got about like you know 13 minutes left here. Like, if anyone has any questions, they want to chime in. Now is the time. Uh, hopefully, everyone found this to be helpful and insightful going into this Q4 that we're in. So we, we dropped a good amount of tips here for you all to go execute. But you know, if people have questions, feel free to drop them in the chat or in the Q and A, and we can go into them. Okay, so just on this here. point, yeah. So just on this point, Hanan, um, I'm I'm really interested. Um, so 20 step cadence is fantastic, and it's so good that you're doing multi multi touch. If you're still here, hopefully you're still here. Um, it, I'm really interested in: Are you tracking the response rate at every step of that cadence? Because 20 steps does seem like a lot, and I'm interested in whether you're actually seeing a bunch of responses in the like at like Are you still getting responses at the 20th step, or you know, are you getting most of your responses in the first five? No engagement. You said no engagement. Okay. So the definition, what's that? There's that saying. I'm going to butcher it here. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expect a different result. That's, that's right. That's, that's right. correct. That's it. You got All it. All right. So, um, Hannon, if you, for, from my perspective, I don't know how how big your sample size is, how many people you've run through this cadence, but if you, let's say, you know, I, my rule of thumb is generally you need to run a hundred people for a cadence at least to start to see trends. Um, if you've run a hundred people through that cadence, that 20 step cadence, and you're not getting any engagement, like at the end, but you are get, getting it at the start, just get rid of those steps at the end. For me, you're wasting those time. Like you're wasting, you're wasting time. It's too long. Um, I think if like there is a chance that maybe your content at the end of a cadence is, is a bit off and it could be just a, you know, maybe a changing content, but generally speaking, you know, I'm not, I, I, Morgan, I don't know whether you, you've ever had any success with really long cadences, but for me, you know, the opportunity cost of spending a bunch of time on a really long cadence versus like going after a net new prospect. Um, I'm going after a net new prospect, like most of the time. What yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to co-sign, I'll co-sign it and then I'll give context. So I have done really long cadences and the only time that I really like doing them is when it's a nurture. So, you know, it might be a three month nurture or things of that nature. And I've seen that to be really helpful, but I'm looking to get the goal of the cadence is to obviously get a response. But another piece of that is like, I'm trying to like move quickly so that I can figure out if this works or not. If I send someone like 20 steps, like they might, they're probably unsubscribe, not unsubscribing. They're probably like not responding to me after the ninth or 10th. And they might even like, I'm not saying they're going to report your domain, but they're just not going to be engaged. Right. And so I just want to move people quickly in and quickly out accordingly. So then I can continuously do those cycles. So that's the way that I think about this. And you all can think about it the same way, but that's just like my recommendation on that piece. Yeah, agreed. Actually, some of some of the longer just made me think that some of the longer cadences that we have aren't necessarily that they've got loads of steps, but that we jump in, go all in for about a week, and then we let them rest. If we don't get a response, we're gonna let them rest for about, you know, two, three months because it might, you know, hoping that it's a timing issue. Um, so that might be a better way of sending it up, Hanan. We have cool. a question here from Ruben. Any experience with intent marketing? I intent data. It's about it, but not intent marketing. So I wouldn't be able to speak to this. Yeah, is there more context, Ruben, on intent marketing? I'm not. I suppose I've not heard that specific term. 
this is where our sales lot you know it's all sales and marketing <laughs> alignment morgan and we're just we're just we're just not there <laughs> but it's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um i did just while um maybe um ruben adds some more color i did notice i'm just gonna scroll through the comments i did notice a question we didn't get to it was about whatsapp it was while we were talking about whatsapp i I'm going to have to just scroll through. Thank you so much for all the comments, by the way, to everybody joining in. Um, yes, Ashley. You, Ashley so Ashley, we have um, Ashley working in the background. She's the one that puts all the She's comments on. She on got the them before me. <laughs> um, um, cool. So is there a difference in response rate between USA and UK for WhatsApp? I don't know is uh, what, what I need to tell you. But we've tried it with both and we're having success with both. We've never had a negative response. Um, I would say, uh, you know, Morgan, maybe you can speak for, for the US, but definitely in the UK, WhatsApp is a massive thing. It's utilized by everyone, um, like of all different age ranges. So, um, uh, you know, I think that's where it works. Um, Morgan, I'm, I'm, you know, do you, is, is WhatsApp similarly big in the US? I mean, yeah, I'll, I can't speak to response rates, but... Some people don't use WhatsApp because they haven't they haven't left they've left so they haven't had to really use it. So like I didn't even start using it until I started traveling internationally, and then I was like other people use WhatsApp, so I started using it that way. So I would right. I, I I'm the same thing. I don't know the differences in response rates. I think people if they use WhatsApp just here in the states they would respond the same. Awesome. Okay, it looks like we got. I think um, yeah, you were gonna say something though. Sorry, Morgan. I was just going to say, so I think we're going to have to come back to you, Ruben, on this one, because I think you like maybe drop us a, um, a you know, LinkedIn message with with some of that content, because I've never heard of it. So really sorry that we can't answer that one. This is two sales guys trying to speak about marketing. It's not, it's not <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I have not experienced with it. So I, I don't want to lead you astray. I don't speak on things I don't know about. <laughs> Look, like I said it before, this is just what I've seen to be true. Other people could have other ways to think about it. Video and voice notes are the way because not a lot of people do it. So, and it's been out since 2018 when I, when I first said, Hey, don't do voice notes. People still aren't doing them. So I just continuously encourage people to do that because like not a lot of people are doing them. So I just look to find things that people aren't really doing as much. And I do it that way. I've seen some people be successful with, gifs or gifs or whatever they're called memes like but that's not my lane so i don't speak to it as much but that's just my recommendation that's my uh suggestion based on what i've seen do the video just do it <laughs> it doesn't matter what you you know you don't need to don't don't worry about your face all right like don't fret about it too much just do the video i'm actually i i'll i'll you know this is um i'm gonna throw my team under the bus here a little bit um they <laughs> They love voice notes. We get a ton of success from voice notes. You know, if I if you look at my LinkedIn DMs right now, I'm getting maybe one voice note for every hundred um, hundred messages I receive, and that's considering that I come on to things like this and talk about how much I love voice notes, right? And most of them say, "Hey, I know you like voice notes. I've sent you a voice note." Um, so my team are doing a ton of voice notes. We're getting tons of success, but I know that they get even more success from the video. But they're just a bit more embarrassed about doing the video, and there's couple of people in the team that you know they've swapped up voice notes and they're doing video exactly as like morgan did to me um a couple of years back and it's so personal and um it the only difference is instead of like holding it here and just 
you know, speaking in, you're yep. showing your face, right? That's the only difference, but it makes, it just adds that little yeah. bit more personal. And I've never, bar Morgan, I've never received a video via, um, via LinkedIn. So um, that is how you're truly, truly going to stand up from the crowd. Just do it. Put ego aside and just get the, get the videos done. And then report Support back. Now. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We still got some coming in here. Uh, looks like Kaylee's got a question on the gift side. What do you think about gift sins to warm prospects? So, um, so as I answer this, I'm not against gifting. However, I think people don't really, uh, I'm trying to find the word here. They don't really understand the, like, oh, like the amount or the value of the gift that they're sending versus the meeting that they're setting up. So it just depends on your like deal size. So like an enterprise target account, you haven't been able to get into this could be multi-million, you know, six-figure deal type thing. Okay, maybe it might be useful, but I think sometimes people just send gifts to get meetings, but it doesn't equate to the value of what the meeting is, right? And also you want to make sure that the gift makes sense. Some people just are like, here's I don't know, <laughs> here's this bottle, and it has like nothing to do with like what they like. So if you could personalize it some way, you're extremely thoughtful and it makes sense. And you've been trying other ways to get in front of this person, great. But it's not a strategy I recommend to just go to all the time because then you're just going to be spinning your wheel, sending all these gifts, and you're going to be so reliant on it that now you just send gifts and you're not like doing the outreach and you could be doing things another way. So that's just the way I think about it. Totally agree. I think gifting is quite difficult for businesses to scale, but uh, from a prospecting standpoint i think we have like um we use a company called reach desk they're uh, good friends of ours mm. um so shout out reach desk they um we we have an awesome like customers um strategy for, for gifting we have um so, some good like opportunity like closing um strategies prospecting it's i find it's a little more difficult because of the fact that sending a generic coffee card to people has already got boring people don't you know it doesn't move the needle um if we're going to do it, um, it's always got to be hyper-personalized. It's got to be well thought out. Yep. It's going to be relevant to that that specific prospect. If you send me, if anybody listening here wants to get my attention, if you send me a signed Wolf shirt, Wolves is my team, then I will definitely <laughs> respond. Um, and I'm sure if you send Morgan any kind of Kobe merch, <laughs> then same thing will happen, right? But yep. um, it's got to be it's got to be relevant to that to, to those indivi- uh, to that individual for it to to really make an impact. Yeah, and that goes into uh, someone else's questions around like uh, repeatable videos or personal videos. I look to not. I mean, look, you can scale videos. Like I've seen people do it, and it works. I just recommend you not to do that because then it won't be personal and it won't have the same effect. Like I and I, I can't speak for David, but if I would have sent him a video that was a generic follow up video that I sent to people, I don't think he would be talking about this video right now. And this wasn't even. St- I didn't even know he was going to bring that up. By the way, it's not like I was like, "Hey, David, bring this up today." Like it's just the way that like it works. If it's personal people will remember it if it's automated in some way people most likely will not so i just tell people just take the time to be thoughtful that extra couple seconds will go a long way yeah it's net fishing v spear fishing if you're a net fisherman as in usually a marketer right that's what marketing generally do they run email Mm -hmm. cadences um uh you know and and things like that they they mass outreach to lots and lots of people then uh repeatable videos um 
obviously can make it you know could help them help move the needle um but if you're a in sales generally you're spearfishing and if you're spearfishing you're looking at specific people it's got to be personal yeah take the time there's also a comment here on how much time do you take one take do one take it's fine unless you really mess it up do one take send yeah mm. i guess we can end on this last one from daniel and then we'll wrap up here best way to navigate <laughs> wait what best way to navigate a prospect attempting to pitch you while you're pitching them it's just awkward <laughs> i mean look like so that's why i said that's why i mean this is we'll just quickly answer this like because it could be a whole thing but that's why setting an agenda before a call is so important this is what happens when you don't set an agenda people run rogue on you and then you're sitting there like what's going on um look i just everyone's style is different but i just very transparent said hey look this is the reason that we were on this call today let's just talk about this if you want to pitch me your services like we could talk about that potentially another call or maybe not but you can't be both pitching each other on the calls you know what's going to get anything out of it so you have to be like this calls to pitch you and then the next call if you are interested in what they have like let them pitch you on the next call but you can't be pitching each other both on the same time you're both gonna waste your time unless you have anything to add dude that's kind of where i'm at with it <laughs> I totally agree. I don't need to say anything else because you've heard, no, just um just address address the elephant in the room, right? Like I think I tell you know we we get it all the time. Like I think I think like the key thing we actually have a hard line. I actually just say the words, look guys, like we absolutely refuse to do like a um oh I don't know whether I'm still can you hear me Morgan? Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay, you're good. Go, go, you're good. My laptop totally went slow. Okay, um uh, we have a hard line and we literally say, look, we never will. You know the the company policy this isn't a policy but this is what i say i say look company policy is we don't do um uh cr you know cross cross deals right like we it, we will never do we'll buy you if you buy us we'll never ever do that and i i established that early and then and then obviously we can separate the, the conversations awesome i love well, the i love i love these videos that like people are taking and getting all the outtakes from <laughs> that actually, that actually we've all been there the parsley in the teeth <laughs> of course Perfect. of course uh well time is up if you have any further questions you can send it to us on linkedin or you can email uh and we'll we'll attempt to answer that and we appreciate y'all coming through uh we will be having a webinar next monday it'll be around content creation if you're a sales rep i'll be leading that so if you want to come through come say what's up if you're interested in that but we appreciate y'all as always hopefully this was helpful and we'll see you next time